Episode 6 is Jonathan, also known as JP. Um, JP follows Man United in England, but more surprisingly, he also supports Boston United. Um, in this episode, we speak about the brilliance of Cristiano Ronaldo, how good the 08 United team actually were, and some of the battles and characters we've had over the years at Thursday Night Football. Hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, episode 6, welcome JP. Um, Thank you. Thank you very much. There was... I've been kind of racking my brain here the last couple of weeks um, and I thought, right, I, I want somebody who's got a good knowledge of football still on a kind of fan part. I got in contact with you. You kind of blew my mind with um, one of your football teams that you support. Um, <laughs> my home team. Your home team. So today we're going to be speaking about Man United, England, Boston United, Absolutely. which was the one that kind of blew my mind. Any other teams that you support on top of that? Have you got a European team? Uh, no, uh, European football, it's not like I don't like it, but I've just never been uh, attached or attracted by it. Yeah. Probably in, in saying that, but this year's different purely because the England factor. Harry Kane's gone to Bayern mm -hmm. and, well, Jude Bellingham. I mean, what can can you not say about him? We, we, we said it a few episodes ago. Yeah, he's special, proper. Uh, he's probably... I debated a, few, a while back whether he was not as good as Rooney at this age because yeah. Rooney was explosive at like 18 to 20. But I think Bellingham ticks all the boxes and more, mm -hmm. especially in his last couple of games at England. He's been just... I've never seen a boy grace on the ball. Like Even just his the way he moves his shoulders to get into position yeah. while he's on the ball is... It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's like different level. I agree. And the he's, fact he's, he's on the Gaza to, level, probably above. But it, again, is he going to do it? He's going to do it longer yeah. because the way players are adaptable these years, the way they're physically fit, the way I they agree. eat, sleep. You know, Gaza is on his own a different level because of what he did off the pitch. Yet he could still do it on the pitch. Yeah. But Bellingham for me is just. I think they're best on par. The, world, the two of them, talent wise. You oh know yeah, what? he's the best talent. I mean. It's something else I've noticed. I've been noticed a podcast before. As Foden's been mentioned a few times. Yeah, I don't see the hype at all. No, I, I, I can't see it. I think he's loved by a lot of by people in City. Yeah, Pep loves him. He yep. says he's great uh, technically. But couldn't he get a sniff last year. Mara's kept him the, the, the team. Hype came off of that under 17s World Cup where they beat Spain five two in the yep. final, and I think he got two scored two and set up two that night. And was unreal. Um, he was meant to be the the golden boy for Euro twenty twenty. Yeah, wasn't even a starter. No, no. And I maybe I think he maybe he's got ninety minutes. His hairdo got more headlines because it's <laughs> the, again the comparison to Gaza because that's what he's meant to be. But for me, yeah. he just doesn't do it. And it's not because he's a City fan and I'm a United fan. Yeah, I just don't think he's anything special. I, I might be the only person to say that. I I I think he's a good player. I think in that team, he will he always look good. If he continues on his trajectory. But I think if he were to go to a, not a Man City, I, not even a Chelsea or a Man United or something like that, I think if you stick him into Brighton going to spend 80 million on him, he's going to be a different player. He's going to be the main man in the team and I think you're going to get a better player out of him. I think he's he's always going to be a 30-game-a-season guy at Man City. He's never going to be a 50-game-a-season guy. No, that, that sometimes works though. But then um, back when Henri initially left Arsenal, yeah, like likes of um, Arteta yeah, and all that uh, stepped yeah, up. Sorry, yeah. Like their games like improved, and it's because the focal point wasn't Henri. Mm -hmm. And I think even though they probably haven't won as much as they maybe should have, going after Henri left, but everybody stepped up. Yeah, 
and sometimes not having that allows people other people to be free because he would have been the one that's like let him do what he wants everybody else covers him yep do you think that would be the case if Haaland left Haaland's difficult because there's he's someone a... that's got to step he's going to leave we know he's going to leave he's maybe got two or three more I would more say yeah season. two more and he's going to, he's going to go to Madrid because yeah. there's a release course so we'll get that's released it. is it two years and again I think it's 120 so and I think in you two mentioned years time, that they have first option on anyone oh yeah Real that's Madrid. just yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> again that name gets brought up a lot but just how if they're going anywhere it's not Barcelona anymore no. but 10 years ago it would have been yep. Barcelona was a team and yet Madrid probably haven't been ultimately that successful the last 10 years, but yet they still get to spin mm-hmm. these players. Like does Jude he Bellin step going, into that position once Haaland goes? Or do you think... Foden. Yeah, do you think that, well, Foden would have to be the false nine, which is Pep's game. Mm-hmm. So bringing Haaland in was difficult. Yeah. And I didn't think... I think a lot of people are probably the same. Like last year, the way that he uh, just came out the blocks. Mm-hmm. But there was a few times I watched him, like, I think the first game of the season for City was against West Ham. And you could see him running behind. But yeah. that's never been City's game under Pep to play the ball over the top. No. But the only boy that could do it to find him was Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. He's the only one that could do it. And it's just not the way that City, they had to adapt to him mm-hmm. for a change rather than everybody coming in and adapting to, to City's game. Yeah. So Grealish couldn't get a game because he wasn't ready to adapt the way that Pep wanted to play. Yeah. But you have to put Haaland in. Mm-hmm. But he struggled this year, which I find incredible. I don't know if it's because like Maris is gone. Kevin De Bruyne is injured. He's been out for first. A lot of his game is behind De Bruyne. Yeah, you know? and he needs a player like De Bruyne. There's nobody else in the Premier League, if you ask me, like yeah. Kevin De Bruyne. Some of his assists. We're going to get on to him later on because as a Man United fan, you're 1-11, you've included Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Um, it was like, I haven't gone for skulls, Yeah, which is probably <laughs> a big massive. thing as a Man United fan. Massive. I, I debated for ages. But I always thought Scholes did the job before the next person. Yeah, he the Scholes. He'll tell you himself never scored enough, never got enough assists. Mm-hmm. But he, as his, as he got older and dropped us slightly bit deeper, he just dictated the game. Yep, class. and gave it to whoever's out wide to put yeah. it in for whoever else. So he was the assist before the assist. Yeah. Whereas De Bruyne is the assist maker. Yes. And that's that's why he's got the nod. Aye. Okay, that's a good start, mate. Right, I'm going to get straight into my questions. How good a football player is a kid? Um, you'll probably not believe this, but I was a goalkeeper. Wow. In primary school. Okay. My whole primary school, I was the goalkeeper. Hythe Hall primarily. Um, t- typical kid that could probably kick the ball. No, but you can see I can ping a ball and they bother on a Thursday night. Yeah. But I don't know, I must have been the one that was just happy. Yeah, I'll go in the goals. Yeah. But, and it's it stuck basically for primary three to seven. I was always in the school team. Yeah. Always a first choice. It must have been us playing enough games. <laughs> whether whether you get a first choice in primary school, Did I don't you have know. difficulties because I'm just going to point out to people listening. JP has got probably one of the most powerful left foots I've ever seen. Absolute shite right foot. <laughs> it's it's not as bad as you think. I think it's gotten worse over time. But like, yeah, going back to yeah, Thursdays, um, I'm the first one to criticise boys for not using their weaker foot because yeah. I think it's something that you should absolutely. Dip. Maybe it's not at the level mm-hmm. we play it, but yeah, my right foot used mm-hmm. to be okay. Mm-hmm. Now, not so great. But um, yeah, I can did put... Kids used to put it on your right, because I coach youth football, and I had one left footer in my team this this season, and he had four or five open chances. I mentioned this on the northeast corner. He had four or five open chances, and the kids all put it on his, into, onto his right. Can't. Does not uh, do not do not do not sometimes uh, I think left-footed people especially yeah. don't know how to adapt their body. 
okay. to receiving the ball on the right foot. Mm -hmm. Whereas right footed people can maybe, I, I, I don't know, left people, left sided footballers are quite unique, I think. Yeah. Especially maybe centre backs. Especially a goalkeeper. Or even a goalkeeper, yeah. But um, going back to that, it, as a kid, it went for goalkeeping. And then first year, I tried for a team and wasn't successful. Yeah. And I lost my way with football a little. But I eventually signed for, like, I think Lossy the the year that I started high school. So it'd be 97, 98. Like, that's when they introduced, like, an under 16s. Yep. I got involved in that and I actually played as a left winger. Wow. So okay. I went for goalkeeper to left winger. How was the pace back then? A lot better. <laughs> I, I, I was lankier, which is yeah. still quite odd for a, a winger because I'm, I'm six foot four. Mm -hmm. So even back then, I would have been hitting six foot. So as a winger, I, I, I think sometimes I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I think I was just, <laughs> I think I was just one because there was no left footers again. I think mm -hmm. I might have just been put out there yep. as that option as a left footer. Again, scored a few worldies at Grant Park, I tell you. Right. So that was my highlight. And then. And this is back when the school and things. Well, and I would, would have been, used to play at Grant Park. Yeah, Peter we Irons. Peter Irons was yeah. the my coach at the time for like under 16s. Mm -hmm. So we, we played team. It was a proper development league. Yeah, you played everybody. Would have been Fraser Bar or, or maybe it was just Highland League teams. Yeah, so we would have been Fraser Bar, Devonvale, yeah. Bucky, and all that. They all had like proper development scores, and that's just something I think just has died away. Yeah, don't think it's as predominant now. And yeah, that was a big part of my growing up for like two or three years until I hit 16 and then, well, life takes over, doesn't it? Uh, I get it? a bit, a bit more <laughs> interested in the, the women, going out. Women and drinking. <laughs> if you're not doing one thing, you're doing the other, uh, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. That's that's what a young man's life's all about, mate. And then as I've gotten older now, I play, I, I always, I, I had a few trials for a couple of junior teams, actually. Yeah. Uh, Abelara Villa, I played, I played a couple of games mm -hmm. for them. And then I started training with New Organ Juniors my early 20s I think I know they're like oh where'd you play so I can play up front it's like you're not playing up front you're too big <laughs> to be playing up front but I can actually hold the ball up pretty well yeah I'd agree um, I think I could be a good focal point but teams don't play like that anymore anyway no but no, then I converted to centre back basically yeah and you're um, quite comfortable there aye and I think suits um, your game mate yeah I think you mentioned it in one of your previous the game slows down when you, it does yeah. I don't know what it is that like you just feel you have that extra half second in the ball i do and it's not through your pace it's through no, your brain yeah you just you can understand a bit more mm -hmm. I, I can hold people off quite well yeah so they're not gonna it's not often i lose the ball it's at it's at a level that it's starting it kicking out but yeah i still like to be one of the best because i think if you're not wanting to think like that then you shouldn't be playing football at all no go hard or go home yeah even if it's a friendly there's there's no term as friendly in football really yep. is there? nope it's everybody wants to win the game of football it's a Football's a sport, and sport is about competitiveness. Yeah. You know? So if it's not going to be competitive, then you're not going to win or lose. No, and there, there isn't a point in it. Then there's really, no, there's no point. We're we're not under sixes. No, you know. So even though, yeah, that's, okay, that's that's where I've been. I okay, mean, that's, mate. that's the big thing about Jude Bellingham. I take away all of his ability, and that obviously. But the way that he speaks for like what a nineteen-year-old. Oh, it's his like levels, isn't unbelievable. it? Unbelievable. He mate. controls himself. Uh, he, he was actually on the side of the pitch with Zola after the England. Italy game just the other week the qualifier okay and he was so graceful he's like he was even Jude Belling was saying it's a privilege to stand beside you and Zola was literally drooling he's like you're amazing this is Gran, yeah, Gianfranco yeah. Zola saying to Belling was saying what you're doing is just like phenomenal at his age Aye. and he was just like I appreciate it and I mean and he does he, he speaks he's so well humble in that and I mean, probably yeah. better than like Rooney Rooney's never been able to speak or certainly when he was young he was too nervous yeah Whereas Bellingham's just, he's got everyone. Because was it, did he go to Ibrox when they, they lost and he was just shouting at everybody 
And he was getting a lot of stick yeah, for it, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Like he's going in the dressing room as an 18-year-old telling Professor I've been playing in and, 20 and, years longer and than And it's him. not even like he's doing that. Um, it's not arrogance. He's it's not just, even doing that in his own language. He's going out and doing that in German, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like the, he's turned the shreds to boys that have been playing at that club for 10 years saying, yeah. you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. You need to be, he basically just give me the ball. Yeah. And that's not, he's, he's not got an ego. He's no. just that damn good. It's, it's, it's I, scary. I agree. Yeah, it's scary. scary. Do you remember when he left Birmingham City, they retired the shirt? One season, and 16. We, we were all like laughing at it. And I mean, it looks like a good decision now. Yeah. I was just heartbroken because he was that close to signing for Man United. <laughs> yeah. Was he going to Spurs before that as well? Was it yeah, word of that? I because heard, he did the tour with his mum or something, didn't he? Yeah. And I think he came up and seen Ferguson at Old Trafford. And that's a big thing that reminds you know, they talk about Gaza, that exactly happened yeah. with Gaza. Yeah. Ferguson thought the job was done. Yeah. Ferguson goes on holiday, gets the phone house, call the next yeah. day. And he's signed for Spurs. He's signed for Spurs because they bought mm -hmm. his mum and dad a house. That was it. And I think Ferguson would have saved his career. Yeah. Oh, like, because Ferguson would have knocked out the whole, like, yeah, you can have a bit of fun because that's mm -hmm. Gaza. Gaza couldn't not. Gaza would have been his first Cantona. Yeah, maybe yeah, his Cantona might not have been. Yeah, yeah, so Cantona might not have. Uh, you know, it's funny how he's talking about Like, Cantona might not have happened. Yeah. There was another thing as well with Beckham. He was meant to be going to Barca, Lona, and we were okay. going to get Ronaldinho. Yeah. So the wow. the whole move to they say the whole move to LA might not have happened in the way that he's, you know, materialized MLS in terms of yeah. He signed a contract saying I'm going to make my own team. That might not have happened had he gone to Barca. No. And Ronaldinho yeah. going up to United. It's funny how these little things can change. Yeah. Whole well, courses they call it a path life. of forks. It's a life, isn't it? Yeah. If, if you don't go down one route, it's, it's you change other. another. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Okay, number two. Who's your favourite ever player? It doesn't have to be the best ever player, but who's your favourite ever player? I think it's about Gaza. It really has. I yeah. mean, I didn't get to see a lot of them when I was younger because Euro 96 is the first big tournament I ever like embraced. I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And what he did to you boys was... <laughs> especially to the local legend, Colin uh, Henry. local legend, mate. Yeah. Um, and just to go back and hear the stories that he, he got up to on and off the pitch, like when he was at Rangers with McQuist and he put the the mackerel or whatever in yep. like Ian Durant's mm -hmm. car because he was mm -hmm. annoying him at the time. It's just, just Did a car. Did you hear about when Colin Hendry signed for Rangers and he got the mop in the dressing room and he'd set the mop up as and make Colin. Make it look like him. And make it look like Colin <laughs> Hendry. And when Colin Hendry walked in the door for the first time, he's taken a ball and he's just flipped it over the mop and slotted it in a bucket. Just <laughs> <As> a, <laughs> unnatural talent. Yeah. Like, he never had to try. No. But you know no, he was passionate. Like, yeah. the, the, the World Cup 1990, mm -hmm. which was a bit bit before my time, but obviously the tears, and he's, it's Gascoigne, it's not Gascoigne, sorry, it's, it's, it's Gaza. So, yeah, Gary Lineker, he's like, he's crying. Yeah. Right, he's done. It's just, he was all about football. Mm -hmm. But he had the problem. He had a, a tough upbringing, I found out recently as well. It, it wasn't. Yeah, if you listen to podcasts a, with him, he's, a, friend, a close friend of his, he seen die or something, didn't he? Yeah. Like, run over or something, wasn't he it? He got ran over and died. And in I front think of that's him. just, it's traumatized him because mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's an insomniac. He can't sleep. And he's got ADHD as he's, well. It's undiagnosed. He's just like, he's, yeah. he's had so many like diagnoses that haven't been. Uh, fruition or, or people were aware of because again I think Bobby Robson would find him in Italy in, Euro, in World Cup 1990 just at the, the tennis courts at 4 o'clock in the morning kicking a ball and he'd come to him he's like what are you doing he's like can't sleep yeah and uh, I think Seaman in, in Euro 96 had to take him to a corner shop to get some beers one time and they literally sat on the edge of a, a river fishing because he liked fishing there's a thing obviously with <laughs> yeah. another thing that happened <laughs> I think that's where the fishing comes into it yeah 
And the story that Seaman picks up is that him and Gaza are sat fishing with a four pack because he was given the time off by, was it Venables at 96? Can't remember who his manners was. But so the two of them are on the side of a river and he, Gaza pops out his packet and he's like, what's that? Is it valleys? <laughs> so they're popping valleys and Seaman says the next thing he remembers is that he'd passed out and Gaza was just doing what Gaza does. And I was just, I love that because he was still able to go and perform all these issues that he had and especially the way that players are like meticulous about what they do and don't do. Mm -hmm. Like Ronaldo won't drink anything but water. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like his his life is so scientific now whereas Gaza's wasn't. It's the flair players that I love. Like you yeah. go back further to like George Best and We spoke in episode five about the Mavericks. The Mavericks missing from the modern game. Ah uh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Because well they get scrutinised though, don't they? Like mm -hmm. you're not allowed to do stuff. You you couldn't do Nope. Half of what you would, you just, it's politically incorrect these days. The world's a bit soft. To, to get back, I'll take it back again to this. Look at the criticism Jack Grealish got in the summer for being <sighs> drunk. Because we all do that every weekend. Yep. And is it because because people can't accept that they should say to their kids, you're allowed to do that? Hmm. He's, he's celebrating. It's yes. nothing else. And they're like, oh, but if your kids see that, it's wrong. It's like, no, it's part of life. Yeah. We, we shadow, we, we we're too good in. Wrapping them up. Wrapping them up and not allowing them to see how the world actually works. Yep. You're allowed to go on a bender when you've had the season that he had. Mm -hmm. Winning the treble. Kids, kids are kids are kids for 18, 20 years and you, you want to cherish that time. But there's also another 60 years of your life after, that, which is the real world. Yeah. You, you know? And I think as well, like, if, you're, if your kids are looking up to someone as a role model and not you as a role model, you've kind of got to question that really, right? Like 100%. The mate. people you should kind of yeah. be... You know, idolizing are people that you know. Not You're in a circle, yeah. absolutely. Not celebrities as footballers are these days yep. on the telly. You're yep. gonna have your favorite, but you shouldn't be living by their rules. You can look at them as good people, but you should be looking at other people before you're looking at them as your role models. Yeah. I agree. And well, Gaza, yeah, and Gaza's, yeah, I can't really think. He's he's had a hard time in life, and I, I, I it doesn't help with Gaza as well that he cannot walk into a bar without getting offered a pint. Yeah, I, th I think he's. I think he's. Yeah. He's working on that recently. And yeah. I, did he not appear at some like shop opening where uh, Prince William was? It was on the news. <laughs> I never heard that. Like. I have to I have to go back and see it. It was. It literally hit the news because like the Prin Prince William was opening somewhere, and he had to take a second look. He's like, oh, it's Gaza. Gaza was literally a part of the crowd that just turned up for Prince William <laughs> opening a shop, and the boys like. Oh, it's Gaza. How are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, people didn't know he was there. Yeah. And he's just, because that's a Gaza thing, isn't it? Aye. Just roll up to like a random event. Oh, the prince is there. I'll go see him a day. <laughs> just Gaza. Love just quality. It. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't, um, you can't replace that. That's no, just a character. No. And that's what the game is missing characters. Mm hmm. Okay. For um, your next question, Lee, I'm just going to check the cameras, but keep going. Yeah. I'm sorry, just... mate. Um, what's the best game of football you've seen? Either live, telly. Ooh, that's a good one. Best game I've ever seen. Do you want me to give you mine? To kind yeah, of, go on there. You might, um, might help me jog a bit of memory. Uh, the best game of football I've seen was the final 30 minutes of the World Cup final last year. Okay. I didn't actually see, you know, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't see it, but maybe it was a lost interest because yeah. England went out and then... I, it's the but France, France were winning, weren't they? France were winning and Argentina equalised. Argentina time, were... Went in and then they pulled it back. It's three three, and then the penalties and that. I I'm the same as you. I, I'd kind of fallen away from it. Not even just the World Cup by that stage. Football had kind of scannered me with, with 
the ending of COVID, the re project restart, all mm. this crap, um, and then obviously the mad schedule that ran up to the, the yeah. World Cup. Players were burnt out. Every team suffered. Mm -hmm. Not not uh, Klopp going to be. Oh, my team suffered. This manager. No, every team suffered. There's no doubt about that. The only teams that didn't suffer are lower league teams, um, and I don't mean because of COVID, because they did because of COVID, but their schedule isn't mad because of internationals. They can continue to play. But every top league team suffered. And I'd kind of fallen away from football, and the last year or so, that football, that World Cup kind of sparked it. And yeah, I, th I think the uniqueness of it. Yeah. I, I think it actually worked a lot better than people give it credit for. I liked it. Yeah, because it, it probably because it was different for the change, having a World Cup in December yeah I loved it because uh, I was coming up at 4 o'clock after doing the school run it's dark outside mm -hmm. and I've got football on yep. kids are fed and I've got football on at 4 o'clock I was like this is pretty good actually yeah dark get nights <laughs> I, it's like back, games back to back game up 4 game at 7 yeah and I was like yeah I could get used to this actually absolutely so for 4 weeks it was brilliant something so, yeah, a bit I think different that, wasn't it it was obviously Qatar's got its own political issues mm -hmm. but the football itself is probably some of the best. Even actually, the Russian Russian one before that, I was a bit skeptical of being in Russia, but I thought it was a really, it was a great World Cup, yeah, two thousand eighteen. Um, but go now, think got me thinking like, but probably the eight two, United beat Arsenal. Oh, wow, going yeah. back, I think it was possibly Ashley Young's debut season. But that starting eleven, I don't know if you can pick that up, Ryan. But I think United possibly had like six defenders playing. I've seen a like I think a that's when you have got like Chris Small in it right yeah, back. Yeah, I've I think you had I think you had John O'Shea like centre mid, and you might have had one of the Raphael uh, the De Silva brothers playing like as a right midfielder. Yeah, and Rooney was obviously playing. Nani was playing, but it was just I, I don't think it was the greatest Arsenal team either. I think they were struggling with a few injuries, but it just didn't happen against like Man United Arsenal. That's just never happened no. in the history of like the late nineties, early noughties, where they were the two top teams in England. Yeah. And obviously it was a bit past that. But 8-2 just was not expected. No. I remember watching at the pub and just, I think I took a photo of the scoreline. I was that like shocked <laughs> by it. But yeah, some, and Rooney scored a couple of free kicks in that game as well. Someone he was never credited for, but he wasn't bad. And Arsene Young could hit a ball as well. And Danny Welbeck played that game possibly. Yeah. Do you know he's the like the most scoring player against United that used to yeah, play for them. That yeah. burns me Who's inside. That, sorry. Danny, Danny Welbeck. Is he? Yeah. yeah. He scored wow. a, has he scored at Old Trafford like the last three times in yeah, a row? Yeah, two for Brighton and one for, for Arsenal. Arsenal put them through. So the starting 11 against Arsenal that 8-2 game was David De Gea, uh -huh. Chris Smalling at right back, Phil Jones, the centre back, <laughs> Johnny Evans, which is funny because he's still playing centre back now. Yeah, I'm um, on United. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrice Evra, loved Paddy Evra to be honest. Uh, Nani, Cleverly and Anderson in your <laughs> midfield. Ashley Young, Danny Welbeck, and Wayne Rooney. <laughs> and to beat Arsenal, even any team with that, you know, that was a team of fringe players at best. Yeah, and that just goes down to what, what Fergus said. You the Arsenal team from that. Yeah, day? so we've got Chesney, Carl Jenkinson, uh, Dejuro, Kolchelny, Traore, Aaron Ramsey, Coughlin, Rosicky, Walcott, RVP, and Andre Arshavin. Still a half decent Arsenal. You'd team. say a better team on paper than that uh, United team oh, all day long. United's midfield was Anderson and Cleverly. Anderson and Cleverly. <laughs> we won a league title with that midfield. It's just like, in, is that the Fergie effect? Oh, hundred percent in full effect. He's the greatest yeah. manager ever, purely based on his man management. Yeah, like some of the stories you hear from like Lee Sharp of what how we used to go down and break up parties. 
because he'd phone yeah, up the, the we'll parents to them ones, yeah. and they'd be like, where are they? Oh, and you could tell straight away that, you know, if you, if you ever told your mum to cover for you, nine times out of ten she would. But these parents were obviously realising that it would be best if mm -hmm. Ferguson was to go and give him a clip, and he did. He used to go doing, right, where are they? They'd be hiding in the bathroom upstairs, <laughs> basically, get the fuck out and get back to bed. <laughs> Train them first thing tomorrow. Yep. And they used to get slaughtered. Mm -hmm. And it's... It did them the best. Lee Sharp probably played longer than that United squad than what he probably should have. But again, he was yeah. a bit of a loose cannon. He was. Never achieved what he probably should have. But you see what he did with the rest of Because before Gig, Giggs Mania happened, Lee Sharp was seen yeah. as the man. Well, Giggs looked up to him. Yeah. Him and Paul Lintz were phenomenal for the first couple of seasons mm -hmm. at United. Um, but yeah, he lost his way, really. Yeah. And it was because of, it was still it was the end of the drinking culture. When Ferguson took over, it was a massive drinking culture at the club. We had the likes of Paul McGrath and that. Mm -hmm. Basically, go to train and go to pub. Brian Robson, yeah, just yeah. he's known as the biggest drinker. <laughs> what, what what you hear they used to get up to is cra it's crazy. Like Paul Marson obviously wasn't a United player, but what he used to knock back, yeah, and still performed to. And him and Gaza lived in a flat together <laughs> while at Middlesbrough. Can you imagine? Eh? <laughs> I'd like to have been a fly in the wall. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> just like. <laughs> Whose idea is that? Like 10 yeah, years after Mandis, you know, that Paul, uh, Paul Marson come back after I can tell you whose idea that was. That's Brian Robson's idea because that's... Oh, he was a manager. He was a manager. Brilliant. Did not know have, that. Have you ever seen the the picture of Brian Robson being unveiled as Middlesbrough manager? Yeah, because he was player manager. He's got the, he's got this, I think it's a suit jacket on, but he's also got the shorts and the socks and the, <laughs> the boots on. It's, it's quite hilarious. Um 90s yeah. were just a different world yeah they were <laughs> mate. they were even the kits and everything um, oh, okay favourite football player um, that's currently playing uh, Jude Bellingham I think hands down yeah yeah I, I like it's taken me a wee while to get on board with it and but like going back to Ryan said earlier on like when you realise that at 16 Birmingham City retired his number mm -hmm. and that's for a 16 year old to realise how good he was and then to make the move to Dortmund and within a season be Arguably the best player at that club. I'd say so. And constantly in team of the year. I mean, the only players above him in that league would have been like Lewandowski. Yep. Turns up just because of, well, different players. But I, he's just, he's a, he's a phenomenal. And like I said earlier, I didn't think he was at the levels that Rooney was at this age, but I think he surpassed it. That performance against Italy recently was hands down one of the best I've seen in years. Yeah. And I actually was like, I was texting my mate saying, and it's not something I, do, I don't give praise to a lot of professionals easily. Mm. I was I'm drooling new thinking about it, but I was just like immense, and what he's a, he's a joy it. to watch. I can't can't get enough of him. What he's doing at Real Madrid just now is ten well. goals in ten games. Yeah, never been done before. Nope. He doesn't believe his own hype either, which I think is a great thing. Like yeah, Jaden Sancho went to the Bundesliga and was one of the top young players in the world, and now obviously you're kind of seeing how that's played out. But you're, you're, with, with Jaden Sancho, you're hearing a lot of stories that yeah. weren't published before, and like obviously Ten Hag's basically spilt the beans, isn't he? Yeah. And Dortmund used to manage Sancho, but they needed him mm. to try and keep up with Bayern. Yeah. And that's why I allowed him to get away. What's he meant to be doing, like playing FIFA at like four o'clock in the morning yeah, and stuff like allegedly. that? allegedly. Like the night before games. Yeah. It's like, I get other players back in the day, like Gaza, wouldn't have slept. No. But he's not getting warped into video games, is he? No, exactly. It's, it, it, yeah. It's, it's different, but it's like, they're making so much money, you can't make these commitments. But then you go into comparison to what Bellingham's probably doing. Mm -hmm. He'll be going to bed. Be in an ice bath before his bed or something He'll like He'll be that. doing everything right, and that's mm -hmm. why, and it comes across with the way he, he speaks, like was mentioned earlier. He's, it's, it's, just, it's not just his football inside. I, I love the fact of how he speaks to people. Yeah. And that'll, that'll go back to his family. Like, his mum and dad will have brought him up like that. Yeah. 
And now his brother's starting to make men's. Is it Sunderland? Joby, yeah. He's starting to kind of make a name for himself. Obviously not at the levels that his brother is at age, but obviously with that name's going to come a bit of pressure. Absolutely. But I think he's living up to it well enough in a Sunderland team that's doing no bad in the championship. I I don't think there's that much of an age difference between them for that pressure to be massive. It's not like No, but his brother can just take it and he's taking it. I mean, to go to Real Madrid, like seriously, at the age of, is he 19 or 20? Must be coming just up for 20. I think he's still a teenager. <sighs> he was captain at Dortmund at 18. He was. He said he was scared when he got given the number five shirt because it's Zidane. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't be letting... The, he's even thinking of sharp numbers, not necessarily the you know the players. Like, I can't be letting this number down. Yep. And I think it'll be written in history now because Different of the start mentality. he's had. He's winning Real Madrid, Real Madrid games already. Yep. And the players he's got around him, especially that front front four. Vinicius Jr., um, Rodrigo as well. Rodrigo. And, and uh, it, oh, no, Ben's not anyone he's last year. Who's it? Vinicius Jr. Rodrigo. Oh, they, I think Val, they, Valverde's been playing yeah, out. They, uh, yeah, they've. And the, the French boy behind him, what's his name? Um, Shuameni. Oh, just plays around him and yeah, he's the one. Kamavinga, sorry. And they've all been yeah. there for a couple of seasons. Yep. And he's just gone in. He probably doesn't know Spanish that well. Mm-hmm. But what he does, he does his talk on the pitch and he's just. Aye. He's got. And I don't think it's hyped as big as Rooney. I think that helps, actually. Yeah. Like, when Rooney come in 18, it was, like, it was massive. Like, 2004 and that, it just... He was he was phenomenal. He was explosive, Rooney. But Jude Bellingham doesn't have that hype. And I think it's because he's gone to Germany. It's no English media to build you up. Yep. He's but built, now he's allowed... his he's, career. And now he's allowed to play his football and you can see the reaps, the benefits that like he's just yep. gone to Spain and there's no pressure in Spain. Not like there would be no. if he was playing in the Premier League. Yeah, no, I, I agree I would love to see him advance in the Premier League, but he's going to go to the team I probably dislike the most. Ah. <laughs> I'm not even going to say their name. <laughs> okay, we'll move on from that one then. <laughs> in your opinion, JP, what is the best kit ever made? Ooh. I was wondering if I was going to get asked this based on some of the other ones. Um, you know who, a couple of international teams that usually string out a few good ones? Mexico. Oh yeah, like I think it was the last away strip. It's just got like the Aztec kind of like background. Another to one it. you're on about. It's that's really nice. The Japanese, I've always got a few mm-hmm. good ones, but my all-time favourite is uh, the black away kit. I can't know. Okay, Selhurst Park. Yeah, nineteen ninety-five black. Yeah, Co- nice, one. nice collar, sharp view cam. It's kind of got gold lettering on that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yellow and blue. Yellow and but blue. around. Uh, what were my first kits I ever got actually? Um, Someone I regret doing actually when I was younger, I actually got rid of all my kits. And I think, yeah, I wouldn't do it. And I was like, oh, why did I do it? Because I used to get old names. I had Keen on my back. I had Beckham gigs a lot. Had the. the I robbed Douglas on my back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Keep back to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I used to have the. I think United were one of the first teams actually did it as well. The Champions League kit, the one of the first teams ever introduced a Champions League kit. Yeah. Like 98, 99. Yeah. The, the, the badge was all the, different. Yeah, and, I remember that. Wow. That was a good one, but no, my all-time favourite is that, I think it's 95 Awake It, the black, mm. just, and I that, love the old school collar. Is that the image you have of that kit? Because there's always... No, there's, there's loads, uh, going back to Lee Sharp, that season as well, we went to Aston Villa, who I think the previous season had actually finished second uh, below us and with Ron Atkinson as manager. Yeah. And the year after we went to Villa Park, really tough place to go at the time, and Lee Sharp was phenomenal that game. Um, scored a belter from outside the box. It's hit the post, but yeah, Villa were such a great side, and uh, to go there and do that, 
Ferguson would have known Andy Townsend and that at the time uh, the Steve Staunton yeah um, Roy Houghton the, uh, Ray the, Houghton the boy that scored the goal at the Republic World Cup for Ireland, Ireland. Ireland yep um, the boy that died recently Damien Dion Dublin was playing for well them. that was years after yeah, yeah. Uh, Dalian Atkinson Dalian Atkinson he died yeah. a few years ago but he was a powerhouse proper mm-hmm. like old centre forward so yeah there's, there's a few memories but can't, I didn't really do anything wrong if you ask me, but that's personal opinion. <laughs> if anybody's going to get abused like that, you're going to do something, aren't you? Yep, we've said this before. We've said this before. There's only so much a human being can take, and he's not doing that for no reason. I think you mentioned as well you, the story <laughs> that Lee Sharp talks about that, doesn't he? When they're mm-hmm. in the dressing room afterwards, it's like, fuck, it's like Ryan Robson's like, boys, you better get in. Fuck, it's fucking raging. Get in, get in. And he's like, can I do that? <laughs> Robson, you're shite. <laughs> Pastor, you can't fucking tackle. And see, what the fuck were you doing? Can't nah, can't be doing that, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, like, it's just karate kick the fun like, in the fucking like, chest. They always like. talk about how like Kanta, it, as as Kanta, he was it was a bit of an hour, a bit of a loose cannon, mm-hmm. but he had to have that arm around his shoulder. He needed that. Ferguson waited a month when he left every day, waiting for him. To yeah, come to back. see if he make sure he come back. Yeah, and what an impact! Mm-hmm. Like he won us that league that year. Yeah, in, in 95, 96, 12 points by Newcastle. So I asked a question to Ryan, and I'm going to ask a question to you as a Man United fan, JP. Do they win the, the treble with Canton in the team? Because mm. he left the season before. Uh, yes, I'd say yes. They do? And I think it's because that's, I didn't realise until I watched a previous blog like how much there was rotation in that squad. Yep. So Canton would have played his part. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not as much because the front four was phenomenal. Who do you think loses out if Cantona's in that squad? Out oh, well, you, cha- you, you change your formation though, don't you? Mm-hmm. When we when we won that uh, treble, it was like for like strikers. So you had Cole and York, who would they're, they're just at the top. Yep. There's no player that drops. Whereas if you've got Cantona, but then Cantona was very much like a sharing of maybe sharing wouldn't have come in. I agree. Yeah, he was a, he, he was would, a link to the. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it might have been a case of like so you're starting to would have been Cole and York. And then if Cantona was there, there's no sharing him. It's Cantona and Solskjaer. Yeah. And yeah, it would work. Why wouldn't it work? Mm-hmm. Couldn't could not work. Excuse me. But yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely win that. Okay. Definitely win that. Um, first World Cup memories? Um, 1994. So it would have been eight. Um, USA 94. Some World Cup. Colourful. Different. Um opening ceremony I think there was a Diana Ross Diana Ross and she misses the penalty but even though the goals like break anyway (laughs) so why didn't it just break the goals before and make it look like she scored but yeah it was a bit of a it was calamity well it's the first time obviously soccer had been like publicly as popular Mm. in a place like can you remember quite a lot of the World Cup uh, no not really but it's it's memorable based on the fact that I remember being in the Queen Street Chippy and Lossy and had a wee old telly in the corner and it was Ray Houghton I seen him score. Yeah, I seen wow. that happen, and that's why I think it was Italy. They beat them one 0 Yep. Uh, so that was my first proper like major tournament. Was it World Cup? Was it the question? Yeah, World Cup. Uh, memory. Yeah, first World Cup memory. Yeah, but when if going on to tournaments like Euro '96, yeah, I, I don't think if if you're a bit of a football lover, the impact that had not mm-hmm. just for England. I think the whole of the UK. Yeah, it was a massive tournament. Obviously, yeah. Scotland played their part. Well, you also had and could have were so close to obviously getting out the groups, weren't they? They were. It was it one goal that we conceded against one, one goal because we beat Netherlands four one because you conceded a goal against them. Yeah, um, put you out because you was out. You were winning. The, was it Switzerland? Switzerland, that's right. Yeah. Aye. Um, but 
Euro '96 also took in the time a new Labour. There was a massive change in yeah, government. Just, and yeah, just, just uh, everything was happening. You had the Britpop new wave. All Spice the, Girls, everything the hell lot wasn't it? Yeah. it just it was mad. It was mad summer. Mm-hmm. I watched. Um, it was before the last Euros. So and, 2020, but 2021. And a certain person was born during this summer as well. Oh, <laughs> me? Yeah, I realised <laughs> that. You were born on the same day as... There was a certain game in that tournament. We figured this out a few weeks ago. I'd have to look that up. All right. Um, Used to me, like. But I think it's We either, were talking about it, you just don't remember. I, I think it was... It's either the final or it's either the England-Scotland game. It's one of the two. Oh, imagine if it's the England-Scotland game. Yuri is um, not your dad, is he? No. <laughs> what it was, was, is when we had Scott Ramsey on, we were looking up... Um, what was number one when we were born and his was three lines on a shirt oh right okay brilliant that's how we figured it out and then I looked up the date mine's mine's actually Uptown Girl to go away from it the number one when I was born Billy Joel Brian Brian Adams everything I do I do it for you nine months in September you mean Bruce you mean Bruce Springsteen (laughs) no it's Brian Adams oh right sorry (laughs) 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 I got you there okay right um in your opinion, who is the GOAT? Oh, well. If, if, if you want me to two-part it, we can, we can throw out Messi. Cause it's it, interesting you say that, actually, because um, I've seen a clip recently and Messi was on the phone yeah. and he was asked, like, excluding yourself, like, who would you class as, like, the GOAT? And he reeled off hundreds of players, or mm-hmm. maybe not hundreds, maybe it's a handful. And then the, 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 he was asked, why have you not asked them? Why have you not meant included Cristiano Ronaldo? And he's like, well, I see him as the same level as me. Mm-hmm. So I found that amazing that Messi um, appreciates what he does. does yeah. That he wouldn't name him. He's like, he's in the same bracket as me. Again, it's like, I would go Ronaldo. Cristiano um, Ronaldo, as Cristiano in the more current yeah. like goat, based on the fact that he's done it in so many different leagues. Yep. Like, yep. I've seen a maybe, start the other day. That Holland will have to score fifty three goals a season until, until he's thirty five. Until he's thirty five, he still wouldn't have enough. Would he still be behind Ronaldo? I mean, that, I think with Messi and Ronaldo, they pushed each other definitely yeah. to hit that mm-hmm. levels. Right that, that, that that was it. Six years La Liga, seven years. Whatever. That was, was just fascinating longer. to watch. Just the back and forth. Yeah, Barcelona more often than not, especially when it come to like El Clasico, got the better Every certainly beat, of yeah. like Real Madrid, but. Ah, yeah. I, I, purely because he's done it everywhere but they are two different players yeah like Messi's always been the middleman where he just picks up and goes mm-hmm. he's a false nine isn't he and people forget that Ronaldo was doing things with Anderson and Cleverly yeah you said okay, this okay like I, yeah. I think mm-hmm. the comparisons are unfair based on the fact that Messi who Messi had around him mm-hmm. at Barcelona if R- Ronaldo was there yeah would, would maybe you should ask a question would he have scored more goals because that's what it comes down to. Because statistically, when you're talking that's about these question. goats, you talk yeah. about, like, it's not says like assists. People talk about goals. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to hear about in football. Yep. Who scored the most? Would Ronaldo have scored more goals than Messi with that team behind him? And the answer probably is yes. Yeah. I think it would have happened. For what Ronaldo did with a United, that year he scored 41 goals. It's just incredible. And it was some of the goals he was scoring as oh, well. The, the key got like clutch goals, I call them, like yep. important goals. And it, it got us over the, the end. Like that, that um, open question here. Do you guys have a favourite Cristiano Ronaldo goal? Mine's a Portsmouth free kick. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I've, there's a bit of a backstory, but I'll mention it off air while, while that's so memorable <laughs> for me. But uh, the Porto, was it against Porto? Oh, yeah. The screamer. Oh, screams oh, it wow. for like, like, there's not even like any 
pull back in his leg. And they're they're getting dominated in that game as well. Yeah, they, we, were, we, we did. I think it was twenty minutes in, and barely had a sniff, and he's just picked the ball up and whack. Yeah, and we we held. We did. We held on that day. Actually, we, we held on to win one 0 and it was important. Mm-hmm. But ah, oh, just. Do you know what Ronaldo game always sticks out for me? And it's a strange one. Do you remember when you guys beat Roma seven one? Um, yeah, he scored his first European goal and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I just remember how dominant Man United were that night. Alan Smith, you know what I mean? Like he, it's a guy that had actually been more predominantly used as a midfielder. Yeah, like, I think it was his best game he probably had for United. But again, that 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 starting lineup would probably not like a team that would blow you away. No, it was just like it was the only season I watched United because Larson was playing. Yeah. Ugh. A special mention of him, like for a, a guy of his age, was he thirty-five? When he yeah. yeah, and he was running boys in the Premier League centre backs that had been there in circles. Yeah, scored three or four goals, played twelve games, mm-hmm. and he more than impacted uh, my, me as a United fan to say, "God, I'd only wish we'd got him when he was younger." 100%. And Farg- Ferguson wanted him as well. Yeah, but he was loyal. Yeah, and that's, that's I've, the human humanity side of uh, Larson doesn't often get talked about of, of again. There was times when he, I think he went to like a children's hospital and mm. the the, fa- the kid was a St. Johnson fan and he went and spent the day with him. He was only meant to spend like two or three hours. That yeah. was like his contracted time, if you like. But he ended up spending the whole day, actually went back home, mm-hmm. met the parents and stuff like that and was seen in a photograph with like a St. Johnson top on. You, yeah. you just didn't get that at the time and, and you still don't. No. Because like fans mm. can't get near footballers these days. This is the issue, mate. And obviously they're obsessing it. Like, but you see kids running on pitch and the security guards are going after them. But, yeah. you know, you've got Messi and that saying, just leave him. Wants mm-hmm. a photo, let him go. I mean, there's it's, they're 10-year-old kids are not going to... No. I wouldn't expect them on a pitch to be doing anything unjust. You know what no. I mean? Just let them see the fans. Yeah. That's it. They're one moment. Larson was another player as well that didn't um, rate himself. Didn't, didn't think he was much of a player. And again, that's probably to his benefit. Yeah. Didn't let it get to him. And he Held just played in high for regard at Barcelona as well. He was only there for two seasons. He came on the Champions League oh, final. They're 1-0 down. Changed two the assists. whole game. Yeah. And Henri actually mentions him as an interview mm-hmm. after the game. He He's says, a game changer. I, I didn't see Ronaldinho tonight. I didn't see Samuel. I seen Henrik Larsson out there. Yeah. Uh, Coming like 65th minute, didn't he? Yeah. Sol Campbell scored the first. He did. Right. And then Jens Lehmann got sent off. That's right. Changed the game. Yeah. And Larsson coming on. Yep. Yeah, Best bit about that was stopping Arsenal winning the European Cup. Yeah. And uh, do you know what? I think we'd be speaking about. Arsenal and Arsene Wenger a lot differently if that yeah, re- yeah, result that was, changed. That was probably his biggest disappointment as a, an yeah. Arsenal manager. And that would be my favourite uh, Ronaldo moment just to finish that off as well. And we beat them 3-1 I think it was, Champions League semi-final. Oh, phenomenal. And the, yeah. the counter-attack. Cause that with, goal, with Rooney yeah, in Park. That, yeah. Park. Yeah, that goal just kind of encapsulates Is that the whole the, fact, You said a blue style. strip on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I remember that. But that's that. just like United's DNA, for lack of a better term, that quick transition. It is, it is, and, and it's something they've lost. And they actually got criticised a lot with it under Solskjaer, like you want to play counter-attacking football. But counter-attacking football is is not, it's, it's nearly as same as traditional football. Yeah. You're just doing it further up the pitch. Yeah, I agree. Rather than, say, from a corner up the other end, mm-hmm. you counter-attacks, you're waiting for the press and go. So it's very similar. Yeah. You're getting, you're catching the players in the in the same area of the pitch. But Solskjaer got criticised for it. If things had worked out, his forward three was going to be Greenwood, Sancho and Rashford. Could you imagine them three going in behind mm-hmm. every team? Yeah. If Obviously a lot of things off the pitch hasn't worked out in the way things were probably expected and obviously lost the job, but that would have been our front three. Mm-hmm. And going back to that Arsenal game, Ryan, uh, Ronaldo's free kick that game. Yeah. yeah Another screener. one. Just yeah. like, he's hit it from a, an, a, a, your cutest of ankles ever and it's just in. Yeah. Can't see it. 
and the depression that filled the Emirates was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and it was quick goals, wasn't it? I think we yeah. were 2-0 down within 20 minutes. Yeah. And United just bossed yeah. it. We had to go there and win because they were a top side at the mm -hmm. time. And again, Ferguson, these game plans that Ferguson comes up with, I don't know what he did to uh, like get the players up for it, but he did. Like with the big games, I, th I think if you looked at his record in big, big games, he wouldn't have lost many. No. no like I obviously agree. like the, the two back-to-back -back Champions Leagues yep. against Barcelona. Especially like Wembley. Oh, I hated that one. Going to Napoli afterwards and the boys writing 3-1 on my bloody kebab. <laughs> um, apart from those games, but I don't think anybody could have matched up to Barcelona. No. They, were, yeah. they were just probably the best team over the last 23 years, like those two years, those three, four years, Barcelona yeah. in Europe, untouchable. But any other quality side that Fargs ever had to play up against, I you think ask, he got the better of them. Ask 100 people what's the best club side of all time, 60% of them will say that. Yeah, I, I, I hate to say it because I'm I'm United through and through and I hate to give any other team praise mm -hmm. and it's hard for me to praise players as well because I don't think I don't think praising people is always it's like people always say you have to but it's like why should you have to but anyway yeah you can't not recognise that squad yeah. like Puel at the back just like proper old school uh, central defender and that midfield you just we had an, I mentioned a Puyol in episode four for somebody who'd actually watched him play and he says he's just unreal, oh. just unreal. It was just so frustrating. You couldn't get the ball off him. No, no. <laughs> and, and the thing is, if you deviated from your job to try and go and press that ball, they're in and they've scored. That, that 2011 know? final, I, don't, I can't remember if Park started. And I don't think, because Ferguson used to play him in the big games. No, because no, he said... Um, he, and he was using... Fletcher he, started he that said, he might be right. I know he was banned for the 2009 one when he got the sent mm. off in the Emirates game. I think Ferguson did an interview with Gary Neville where he said if, he, if he brought Park on at half time and solely told him to mark Messi, Messi. he reckons we would have won. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a bit of a long shot still. Dubious, but, yeah. um, I think he, he would have made it more difficult. I mean, the amount of times he man marked Parlo over yeah. the few seasons we played him, and Parlo couldn't get a touch on the ball. Yeah. And that was just a Korean boy that hadn't. Not world class, but mm -hmm. just could do a job. Yeah, works right. Three three lung park as he was known. Yeah, because we kind of had a similar player in uh, Under Herrera a few years ago, where like yeah, put him on like yeah, he, and that. Yeah. I don't think the end product was as good. No. I, I, um, but yeah, Park was the boy for the big moments, and I I I, I thought I was right in saying that he didn't start, mm -hmm. and he probably should have. And that was at Wembley. That was one that Ferguson wanted to win. Yep, Wembley, and, and big, it would have been. We got one. to three finals in four years, so yeah. we weren't far behind. We were the second best. Yeah. I'd agree. Um, Chelsea probably weren't far off, actually. AC Milan were kicking about as well. Yeah, but yeah, and to come up, come up it's twice to Barcelona. I don't think you could. I think it's fair enough. Mm -hmm. um, and we, kind of, we should have been at that 2010 one as well, with the yeah. whole Bayern Munich stuff and them getting Rafael sent off and the away goals ruling and all That's that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Real Madrid, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. One of, yeah, it's ifs and buts, isn't it? Okay. Have you ever met a professional football player? No, uh, no, I don't think I have, but I've been like I think Ryan mentioned previously when he thought Gorham was in the beach bar once. So yeah, indirectly, yeah. he's like, "Yeah, I've met somebody." We were on a stag do once in Aberdeen, and when you come up the train station, it's not like it was now. It's not like it, you know what I mean? It's it's not like it was. No, it's not like it is. Sorry. So where this, you know, when you come up the train station, the Sainsbury's there. Yeah, Sainsbury's, it used to be a pub. I don't know if you know that. No, no, I didn't. Oh, no, used to I didn't be a pub that, called no. the Criterion Bar. Right. Bit of a shithole. Uh. <laughs> uh, not a lot happening but um so we just we ended up in there because i think we were staying at the jury's in it not long opened so it's literally across the road so i'm off the train station across the road of the pints and we're all having a fag and funny enough willie miller just walks past wow. 
And so a couple of boys, I didn't really know who he was because I'm not Aberdeen fan, etc. But it wasn't until afterwards, boys like, oh, it's Willie Miller. I was like, all right, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, short and sweet, nothing, nothing yeah. else to it. Okay. It's just... It's a local story. legend. And, yeah, and yeah local, everyone else yeah. is buzzing about it. It's like just seeing Willie, Willie yeah. Miller just walking past. That's a captain of Ferguson's first team, you know. Yeah, so, like, he's 80s, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Kept, so, yeah, he's an absolute Fer local Ferguson's legend. big Aberdeen team that beat Real Madrid and things. That was his captain. Like, Again, like yeah. that, you talk about the Ferguson effect. That mm -hmm. Aberdeen team didn't really have any rights to be where they were. No, but the thing is, but, you, you asked my dad, right? And he, uh, my dad's got controversial, some controversial opinions on football. And he, if you ask my dad about the 80s Ferguson team, he says, oh, but that was Billy McNeil's team. And he says, right, is that a team inherited then, was it? Yeah, so right. it was an inherited team. Ferguson added quality to it, but the team was already built. But I think what we'll go back to is Ferguson's man management. Yeah. Put them to that final. It's, it might have it, already it, had the players. It's, it's Aberdeen. It's Aberdeen itself. Like Aberdeen's very much a, obviously it's all oil and gas. But when you pull that back, it's a working class city. It's a hard time. Yeah. So when Ferguson had Aberdeen in the eighties, they used to train on the beach because they didn't have facilities. Yeah, they didn't have a training mm -hmm. ground. Yeah. So they were literally in the in the northeast weather and pissing down rain. Well, you know what it's like. Yeah. And they were literally training, striking the lot of them. Yeah. But down there, you know what I mean. So it, it's working class, and that's what you hear a lot of Ferguson's man management is from where it's governed. Mm -hmm. It's uh, old steel kind of shipyards and yeah, all that kind of like stuff. Working yeah. class, you, you go out all day, you do your bit, and you come back, and you get rewarded for it. No, it doesn't happen short term; it's long term, and mm -hmm. that's what happened with certainly with Aberdeen. I think it's another thing that's missing in the modern game again. Hard, yeah, just hard work. Yeah, um, hard work for me. Like as somebody who plays football, I'm not the most gifted a player, but I think I work quite hard, and hard work will always beat skill, mm -hmm. and uh, you know. And there's a saying in there is hard work beats talent when talent, talent doesn't work, work hard, hard. Yeah. yeah that's that's it i think michael yeah. jordan used to say that quite yeah. a bit like probably one of my greatest sports player ever by the way mm -hmm. um, his mentality but yeah hard work is is the 80 percent of the game absolutely mate. and it'll get you anywhere yeah work for each other and work for yourself we've seen that on thursday nights we've yeah yeah exactly played, you know yeah. the harder you, you work you you'll you, you'll reap the benefit from it best player you've seen in the flesh well this is a good one um in terms of like, I've never, I've never been to Old Trafford there, uh, in all my days. It's um, it's just that because I've been up here, yeah, um, thirty three years, and for whatever reason, it's similar with Dominic because he lives I've up seen here. That he's he's, he's never been, been into Eleanor, but he's never yeah. actually watched um, Leeds at home. But funny enough, I've actually managed to go to Germany twice in a year and watch Bayer Leverkusen because it was on two Aye. different stag dues. <laughs> um, the first one we went to see Hertha Berlin versus Leverkusen. And then about a year later, it was Schalke and Leverkusen. Leverkusen were at home this time because they're not far from Dusseldorf. But uh, Javier Hernandez was at by Leverkusen at the time. All right, he was. Yeah. he was brilliant. Yeah, really. Just, yeah. Oh, I just and I, I love watching him at United. Actually, like it's mm. so underrated as a player. The one Somebody, that gets me with, is the one he scores with the back of his head. Oh, it's Stoke. Oh. But, he's, he, but I, again, he, he just wanted to get on it. Do you know what I mean? Not, not a lot yep. of players would do that. No. They would be like, I there's nothing I can do with that. Whereas he's like, I'm just going to try. Mm. And he got something off it. Do you ever see his debut, debut goal where he kicked it into the ground off of his face? Oh, uh, yeah, he smacked his face. It was like Stratford yeah. End. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he was a great wee player to watch. Yep. I think it was a few other players. Like, I think um, Solomon Kalou might have been playing for Hertha Berlin that day as well. So there was like an array of well-known sort of like Premier League players mm -hmm. at that point. So and what a stadium actually, Olympus Stadium, good atmosphere Berlin. and things. Oh, see, when you talk about like uh, casuals and that here, it's nothing like when you go to Germany. Oh, like they're they're yeah. following like the where we were sat. It was to the left, and you you I spoke to a few people that understand is like you cannot get tickets for there. 
Yeah. It's season ticket holders and for those who know people basically. So even yeah. as if you wanted to go and stand there as like just a holiday maker, no chance. It's not yeah. happening. And the noise they make. Aye, the drums, I think a lot of the clubs in Germany specifically have somebody that will stand at the bottom of the, the stand with the microphone and just like rile them up. Yeah, I like and the that. atmosphere is... I see that in Italian football and I yeah. absolutely love that. I think Harry Kane said that he's like, as much as he's played in some of the biggest stadiums in the world, he doesn't realise what it was like until he came to Germany, like yep. the atmosphere. It's every ground. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. Mm-hmm. Passionate, but the best thing about it is it's cheap compared yeah. to... It's a, a 30, it's 30 a quid or 30 51 and 49 rule in Germany. Aye. So, so the fans so own the all, club. all the fans own the clubs. Yep. And so that felt, uh, whittles down to obviously the ticket prices. Yep. Dark cheap. Yep. And I couldn't believe it. I paid 20 quid it's to go on. Crazy. And you wouldn't even get a saucer droll in half the clubs for that. You're 15 pence to get in a League 2 game in Scotland. What I liked as well <laughs> is like game day in Germany, like from like the 10 o'clock in the morning to build up to kickoffs. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what's going on. Yep. Even if they're not directly involved. So you get off like the tram and like there'll be a bit of a walk to the, excuse me, up to the stadium. But every like couple of 500 yards, there's a boy there with like a case of lager just selling you for a tin. And uh, they right. freely do that on the way up. The, yeah. You can drink on the way in. And it's just, it's casual. So it's not a case of, like people need to do it before they go in. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a cultural thing. Yep. Like they control it so much better yep. than it what works. we ever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's all owned by fans. So they're only letting themselves down, you see. That's yeah. why they don't let it let it get away. No, that's great. Um Germany, yeah. I would recommend anybody going to watch. Apparently like they're really welcoming to like tourists going over yeah. and seeing games. Like you've heard yeah. I've heard like Bruce Dortmund fans are really up for like people coming over to watch uh Signal Iguna Park or Hell yeah. Stadium as watch well. The well it's, it's iconic, isn't it? So yeah. they, they like the fact that well there's there's a company, isn't there, that does like stag dues and that you get the minibus the weekend, mm-hmm. go see a game in Germany and then jump over to like, Holland and see a game. Yeah. I, I think it'd be brilliant. Yeah, for like a hundred quid. Well, double. Well, it won't be that cheap, but yeah, it wouldn't be expensive. No, no, no. And you just ah, Germany. Germany's a place to go watch a game. Like I quite fancy it one day. And get it done. You won't regret it. Yeah, we'll sort something out. Yeah, yeah. Scotland next. Out. Scotland next year in the Euros. No, I'm not watching Scotland. <laughs> I'm not, I've got Scotland top. But I'm not watching. <laughs> but I actually, in fact, going back to that, I've never seen England play either. But I've actually been to Hamden Park and watched Scotland mm-hmm. twice. It was through the school. They used to do maybe every so often. I remember often. that, yeah. For our schools, used to get tickets. So one I can remember very fondly, I can't remember what year it is, um, Scotland played Belgium in a qualifier. It would have been a Euro or a World Cup qualifier. Yeah. And Scotland were 2-0 up with 10 minutes to go and they drew two all. And I just remember, I think I even started shouting, you're shite, you're shite. Uh-huh. And it just took on because they, <laughs> they should have beaten a Belgian team at a time, which were nobody. Yeah. And to be 2-0 up and then just leave, uh, lose it. But that's football for you. That's, that's why it. we love it. Fuck's sakes. Um, okay, my final question for JP. I said I had nine, and then we're going to just get into some actual discussion about your teams and things. Um, I asked this to Ryan, but Ryan, there's five years between me and you, and there's mm-hmm. five years between me and Ryan, so we've all got different opinions on this. Out of the... I've written 94 here. I don't know why I've written 94. <laughs> 92, 93, United team, they beat Barca with Hughes and Paul Ince and... Paul Parker or the 99 treble winner team or the 08 Ronaldo Rooney Tevez team what is the better team that's that's a hell of a question Um, as in just like the team in general just the the team in general because that scene has has three strongest periods as my United boss Well, that's that's something else that probably doesn't get talked about a lot was how he was able to constantly rebuild the squad Mm -hmm. over his time that he did was what made it, I think, 08. Oh, 
I, I can't see past it. And it's maybe it's a lot to do with like when I when I was still only thirteen, ninety nine, so I didn't take on the football as much. Yep. So given another nine years, I'm in my early twenties and watching and understanding football a lot more. Mm-hmm. I mean that ninety nine squad was phenomenal. To me, it doesn't have a weakness. No, and I, but then. Does the 08 team have a weakness? I, I think your midfield with Anderson is your weakness, yeah, but, in my opinion. But we still won it. You still won it. Is, and, is, and, is that not more applaudable? And, and Ryan did make a very good point that, you know, he's probably, for that season alone... Yeah, he, he was he, he was, was all right. He was, he, he was all right. He's, he's, he's very much like Nanny. Yeah. Like, they were purple patch players. Mm-hmm. Anderson just didn't... Couldn't couldn't get away from bloody Burger King, could he, from what I was hearing? <laughs> he was constantly eating them. And it was his weight that was his problem. Yeah. Technically very good, but yeah. his change in pace was terrible, and that's what that's what used to get him caught. And he was who did you say he was compared to? Oh, Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. So, <laughs> but it's that it's the yeah the Brazilian kind of element to it. But yeah, I think 08 for me just because I think it had everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Wes Brown played pretty much the whole season at right back. He did, and that was a, he was a cover. He was the cover. Yeah, wasn't he? So. And 99 was good. And the, again, 99, we won the, the Champions League final without Keenan Scholes. Yes. You had Beckham playing centre mid alongside Butt, I think. Um, I'll actually, I can Beckham, find it back to my notes. Beckham and Butt. Um, I, I suppose Blue you Quist. could frame it both ways, though. Like, I think the 08-09 team were probably the better side, but I think the 99 team overcame more adversity and were able yeah. to overcome more adversity. It's a treble winning side, I think. You can't really. I think oh, maybe that gives it more. Oh, it's, it's for me, it's too close to call. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the '99 team achieved so much more. Do you think there's any scope for the '92 team? Because that in itself, you've got Mark Hughes. You've well, got, they're, they're great players. Paul Ince, like Brian Robson, Brian Robson, um, Steve was, Bruce, was Pallister there. At the Pallister was there. Steve, Steve, well, yeah, Steve Paul Bruce. Parker, Peter Schmeichel. Um, your midfield consisted of Paul Ince, Roy Keane. The thing they did was they they started the ball rolling. Yeah, is what they did. So they they do get a lot of credit, but ninety nine won a treble and 08 just the way they played attacking football and it's always been United's DNA. Mm-hmm. It's attacking football. I think 08 was the most attacking side. Yep, you've ever seen. Yep, ninety nine. They, they drew quite a few games. Yes, and still won the league. It was. It wasn't exactly. It wasn't. Sailing. Wasn't. It wasn't a runaway. No. But then he was fighting on three fronts. Mm-hmm. Um, that oh seven oh eight. We should have had the treble that year as well. But I think it was Portsmouth. There was Portsmouth at Old Trafford. Yeah, the keeper got sent, sent off. Sent off, uh, she shouldn't have got sent off for, and that cost us the treble that year as well. Yeah. Because we did win the FA Cup, didn't we? No, no, we didn't. Or did we lose in the final then? <sighs> we well, lost to Chelsea in the final oh six oh seven because I remember Drogba. Oh sorry, no, it can't be FA so Cup. I, think it's I just got knocked out. FA Cup was, was Portsmouth and the League Cup. Did we win that? Was it Tottenham then? Tottenham won the League Cup that Tottenham year. That's their the last Cup trophy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they won the League Cup. That and then year. won the League Cup. Uh, okay, I'm, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Oh wait, because oh, probably like, that front three: Tevez, Rooney, and um, Ronaldo was different class and Berbatov off the bench as well, which was oh, just like again, like a naturally gifted player that he's. He's the closest you could probably get to like a Cantona. Um, yeah, what's what's the word I went for? Like a, a Maverick player. Yeah, like the last of a Maverick player. Mm-hmm. Just genius. Like that um, that flicking that against West Ham. Aye, was it the, the bar spin. 
And he does it without thinking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Have you seen his videos now? Yeah, he keeps himself, yeah, he's, he's, he's like, he's been, he was asked, how is his touch so good? And he's like, I leather the ball off a, a wall barefooted and I just, in my garden, I've been doing it all my days. Yeah. And well, shows it hard. <laughs> Probably one of the best. Touch. His goal against Blackburn, I think it was that year, when we beat Blackburn 7-1, he actually starts the goal in the left back position and like every other pass goes through him and he gets to the top and scores. He scored a hat trick that day, but look that goal up. Yeah. That's well, a brilliant goal. Magic. Um, right. That's kind of end my questions, but we've got more questions. Boston United. Oh. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a difference for you. Yeah, eh? that was a curveball for me. Um, so I've been trying to look up some Boston United um, I've, I've, history. I've, have you found out they're, what I would say, one of the best players to ever play for them? No, I've not. Paul Gascoigne. Paul Gascoigne did play for them. I did see that. Four appearances. Yeah. 2004. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were counting that or not. No, it counts. It's okay. got to count. He played, it was league football. League yeah. two. League two at a time. And he played four games. Mm -hmm. It was at the very end of his career. And he wanted to... Uh, he wanted to go into coaching, which obviously didn't happen. But I also didn't realise at the time it was... Steve Evans was the manager. Right, okay. Uh, Plymouth, the boy that's got like pretty much every team promoted in his years. Yeah, I know yeah. the guy you're on about. Yeah. So yeah, he was the manager at the time. Best spell was 2001 to 2007, where he was in League Two. Yeah, won the conference, um, went up to League Two. I didn't realise myself, again, I was very young when that happened, I was only 16. Mm -hmm. So Boston United's my team because it's my home team. I, I just, yeah. Fifth I, I keep, round of the FA Cup is the furthest they've went. Yeah, and a couple of years ago, they, I think they lost a, a third round replay. If they'd won that, they would be playing Newcastle in the fourth round. It was just a couple of years ago. It was right. on telly. It was yeah. it was so close. I think it was Plymouth they might have lost to. Would you have went down to something like that? If um, well, yeah, I would have actually because my mum's from Newcastle, so okay. I could get I could get digs yeah. down there and bother at all. And um, I've never again. I've never been Boston's my home. I moved up here when I was four, so I've lived in this area for thirty three years. Mm -hmm. um, I was born in Boston because my family was based in the. Uh, uh, RAF Coningsby which is Lincolnshire area yeah and I was born in Boston so it's just it's always been my hometown and that's even though I've been here for 33 years I'm an England fan don't yeah. sound as English as a lot of people yep. <laughs> but England through and through Man United mad and Boston United's a team that I just I keep an eye on mm -hmm. and yeah our best period was the League 2 and we had a couple of high finishes yeah. to the point that we, we were I think one year we were four points off the playoffs for League 1 and uh, again that was under Steve Evans and then it just it kind of crumbled after that. And we've I not think got it takes a it. bit of grit to support a lower league team, especially if they're never really hit high high bits. It's like, oh, we're actually they're, they're that small. A couple of years ago, I've got I've got a home top, Boston home top. I I'd, I'd never had one, and I said to my missus at a time for Christmas, go and get us in. But they were that small a club; they didn't even have an online shop at a time. So she had to phone up, and it would have probably been just my port cabin. And the woman asked, oh, where's it going? And she said, Scotland. And the woman was flabbergasted. <laughs> that a Boston United Shark was coming to... But there's no online shop. No. It was, it's, it, they've, they've just recently, I think it's their second year, they're in it now, like they've built a new stadium, state-of-the-art kind of stadium for that size of club, 2,500 seats. I think it holds about 5,000 people. Yeah. But I'm, I'm determined within the next... My kids are getting older, so I can put them away for longer. I can get away for the weekend and... Yeah, uh, go. I, I really wanted to because it's one for a while. Salford, obviously the United connection there. They were in the same league as Boston, and I wanted to try and work it out. So I went down, got a United game. Say like, excuse me, on the Sunday and a Salford like Boston game on the Saturday. That yeah. would have been perfect for me. But it never, it never worked out. But 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm, there's a, a new kit actually I'm wanting for Christmas this year, Emily. Um, <laughs> it's a way kit. It's almost, it's an umbro. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, it's proper retro. They've, I was kind of looking through their kit history because you can, I've got, there's a brilliant website I use and you can look through any team's kit history. Um, they've actually had, they've had Adidas, they've had, oh, they've had some Nike proper, and uh, like, things like that. Like yeah. any, any um, makers that you'd associate with any top teams. Mm-hmm. And I think right now it's Umbro. Yep. So yeah. Just don't, just don't get cast or whatever you do because I hear they're <laughs> yeah, in a bit of shit right well, now. <laughs> um, I think they were initially, weren't they? Um, okay, right. So and currently in National League North, yeah, again, they're a team that relies on a lot of lone players. Yeah. And it, it's that league where... The majority of teams at that level yeah, do. It, it's if people that don't know, it's the there's two leagues below the conference, a north and a south. Even though half the north teams are actually based around London. I had a, <laughs> I had a graphic of that sent to me by one of my mates who... What team do you... He's Hartlepool or something like that. Yeah, because they got relegated down into the conference, is it? They're not uh, quite far down that. Something like that. And he was like, "Look at the madness of these traveling schedules." Like, and people don't get praised enough for it. But there's they, they some of their games are Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. So Boston United, for people who don't know, it's just about an hour's drive south of Newcastle yeah. to get there. And some of their away games will be in London. So it's like a four hundred. Going on Boston, I've actually got something quite funny to show you, JP. Oh, brilliant! I thought, I thought I'd uh, pull this out the bag. Did you pull this out the bag while I was here? Um, it's not me, so is it? <laughs> Dominic, who was on episode three, um, we're not related, are we? <laughs> no, <laughs> he okay. actually was on the books at Boston as a kid. No way! <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> so, let like, just... like of all days today, like when I'm saying the lines, you know, the stars are aligning. To pull that one out, it's pretty. Uh, it's uh, so. I take it he lived down there at one point. He right. So here we go. So Have you actually here, got a picture of him? Here's him at a Boston United summer camp years ago. <laughs> That's brilliant. And he says, um, I'll not say what he actually said about the place, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a shite hole. <laughs> he says they were the only decent club nearby, them or Lincoln, but they were a bit further away. Um, and he says, Rob Allen, who was at Elgin Sports Community Dress, is a massive Boston United fan as well. Elgin Community, really? Yeah. Oh wow! I have to find that uh, so small world. A small world. Yeah, so there is another one in Elgin, <laughs> and the fact that someone that's been on here is actually on the books. Uh, yes, brilliant. Uh, um, so he was there, and it's kind of like yeah, similar size a club to we're looking at stadium to Elgin. Yeah, I think five thousand. If, if they were to get a match, I think it'd be quite close. Yeah, Boston might even pull away based on the fact that some of their lone players will be from the Bigger League clubs. One, League Two yeah. in England, which is. We know the quality is there compared to like Scottish football. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's momentous difference. I don't know if he was actually on the books, but I know he went, went there occasionally. The summer camps and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah. Again, it's a big community club. Yeah. Like a, 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 a solid fan base. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, things. It's up and down. It's a pro- proper league where I think anything below the Premiership, you can always anybody like Championship, for example, they always say is the hardest league to get out of. Yep. Anybody could win it. You could mm. go on a massive streak and be be there at the end of the season, or you could go the other way. Yeah. And, um, you know, conference league, uh, North League's exactly the same. Yeah. No. Any team down there could win it. But yeah, we we lost a FA Cup qualifier just the other day. We shouldn't have. We should have been in the first round. Of it. But then again, that's money for a club. Yeah. It would be massive for them. And we've missed out on a losing a team that's probably another two or three tiers below us. But then that's just what happens. Mm-hmm. No, they, were, they were playing away. 
so that like the quality of the pitch, things like that, which you don't gener generally speak about, obviously no. professional football. Yeah. And these the boys that will be playing for me part time would have been working all week and then they go and play football weekends. I mean those facts, it's like Elgin City. Yeah. And got, the, a lot of people don't take that into the consideration. The quality of football will never be there because the full time people, you know, they've got life away from football. It's not yeah. just their only thing. So no, yeah. it's, um, you could take your hats off to guys like that. You know, it's a, a special kind of commitment. What kind of time we're speaking? Uh, we're on an hour ten minutes. Are we? Yes. Wow. Okay. Jesus. Right, um, that's flown by. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'm going to quickly fire in. I think we've done a lot of United and things like that. Yeah, I'm going to quickly speak five minutes about Thursday night football. Yeah, sure. And then I'm going to run through your one at eleven. Um, so me and JP have been playing football for oh God a few well, years now. We're last together, yeah. But Thursday yeah. night football for me has been probably eleven years. Yep. And it was something I, grew, I used to work at Asda along with Dan, um, and it's just something we started as you know friends do. We wanted, to, we wanted to play football. There wasn't anything in the area at that time. There was no Green Arena. Uh, Green Arena. There was no Elgin Academy. There was no Elgin High School. So there's no AstroTurf. So any mm -hmm. spaces available were probably taken by welfare teams or people yeah. would literally be training on. Uh, playing fields, mm -hmm. whatever. So we actually started Thursday night football. You won't know, but it was in Barkhead. Okay, wow. So as you go into Barkhead, left hand side where Barkhead this will play. Yeah, we used to, and we used to just do that. We used to all of us drive. It used to be like a convoy of five or six cars, about <laughs> yeah. ten to twelve of us. So that's how determined we were to start. Yeah. So likes of Toby was at ours at the time. So that's just how the the kind of the group grew oh. to a point that we initially then went to Elgin Academy, mm -hmm. and then after Elgin High School was redeveloped, we. We moved there, yeah. and it's, it had been very strong up until recently. A lot of boys. I mean, I'm 37, so I'm the older one out there. But everyone else is about your age. But they've kind of moved on, or just like you say yourself, it's it's coming to an end, isn't it? Yeah. The reality kicks in, and reality just a bit, kicks a, a bit more. Your commitment's not always there. I mean, you're a busy man with this and that now, mm -hmm. and you still got the family to think about as well. Ain't you? You got to filter in fact this family living. work. You know, a lot of guys. A lot of guys will look at the window and if it's not a nice night, they're like, I come, do it. they won't come nah, down. I've done it. The only time, the good thing about Elgin High School is the only time it's closed is between Christmas and New Year. Yeah. Not two days, not two Thursdays a year. So 50 weeks of the year, you can go on. play football all yeah. through the summer. And that's one thing we liked about it. And for me, it was always just a case of release my testosterone mm -hmm. for the week, that one hour. Yep. Just go try and food boys if I feel like I need to. Can't do it as much now because the boys are a bit soft. But <laughs> when we first started going, there was plenty of tackles in. Yeah. The point that some people would be commenting on our Facebook group saying, I think it's a bit rough. Yeah. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me, it's just the way I play. Mm -hmm. No, I've I, I've always enjoyed playing against you, JP, because physicality is my game and that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll run more than anyone and I'll be physical and you'll match that, you know. Uh, uh, maybe it's not the legs, but certainly physically, <laughs> I'll get in the way. Um and then I can, I, I, I've not been big headed, but I can ping a ball. I, yeah. I can, I can do all right with that. Like, And I'm not going to, I'm not going to mash up. When I first started playing football against you, I didn't like you, JP, I thought. I, I've always known <laughs> that. I, I'm a mouthy person on the yeah. pitch. And I, 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 I think I'm very good at in, including people. I mean, it I, looks I at agree. likes of, and really maybe do, it took you a wee while to realise what I was doing. Yep. Was more to include you in the group yeah. rather than and it's just the way I go about doing things I think you used to come down with your setup top had daddy in the back yeah so I think I used to call you daddy to start with you did you did and mate. it probably wound you the fuck up <laughs> that's probably what it is where you're like is he you just couldn't I, didn't, figure me out. I didn't, couldn't figure you out to begin with and then I think as we started playing each other and then I started figuring out your game and your game's very similar to my game 
simple. It's simple, fundamental. Just go go down for a bit of fun and kick about. Don't take it yeah. too seriously. Get involved where you can and just, you've got an hour just to be explosive. Yeah, exactly. And just enjoy it. If you're not here to enjoy it, you, there's plenty of other places to go. No. Don't take it too seriously. And then through that, my opinion changed, you know. And yeah, I, th I think um, Adam's a quite a, a good example. Um, yeah. Well, I call oh, him Lallana. Yeah. He's a, he's a guy that struggled probably socially in groups, didn't get a lot of time in the ball, but I'd always make sure I'd give him the ball when there was space. Mm -hmm. And you've seen how he's come on leap and bounds as a oh, player. He loves it. He loves the game. And a couple of years ago, he, he started playing for um, the Vikings. Mm -hmm. So he got up to welfare. And yeah. that was just from Thursday night and me getting him involved. And I, I do know it was me that helped him do that. Exactly. And he achieved playing welfare for a year. Yeah. Some people won't even get there because he, he wasn't a confident player. No. And that's, I'm very much trying to get people involved, confidence. Yeah. Because if they're enjoying it, then I'll enjoy it more. Exactly. Because mate. I don't have to worry about people gaining them. And I don't think people realise that you're doing that's that what I'm at doing. the same time. Yeah. You know? It exactly. takes, and it, like, you know, I appreciate it, Matt, that it takes sometimes a while just to, yeah. understand what's behind it there's no there's no harshness there's no it. malice behind it it's, no, it's just... purely a case of like, i'm getting you involved here yeah and, and I, i'm loud you... people yeah. hate it people <laughs> do hate it i'm very loud very vocal but there's always going to be one on the pitch yeah and that's, that's how it, it works that's it and I, i'm just gonna because i know a few of the boys who used to play with us i'll probably maybe watch this i just want to put a special mention in a few of them because we've had some quality players down there over over boys the that, years boys that could easily play welfare yeah like I'm looking at players like Irish. Irish, phenomenal. Um, a bit selfish, like, but yeah. then you need a selfish player in your team. Great runner, solid as rock. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm probably one of the bigger guys here. Yeah, and he would always, I'd have to give him a bit extra to even get him He's off the one ball. One of these kind of players just bounces off your shoulders. You'd think you had the ball, and he just have it a millimeter. He's got that, yeah, his, his toe would be like a bit bigger for that millisecond. Yeah, and you're just like, and he's put the ball round you, then he's round you, then he's round someone else. He, his his problem was not releasing the ball at the right time. Yes, if you if you could teach him that, he would have been brilliant. Yep, would have been brilliant. Bogey, who I've because I've started working with the perform uh, the development squad. Sorry, down at ESCT, I'm seeing more of Bogey again. Bogey's a decent player. Uh, yeah, can hold the ball up well. Again, he, he just probably got to me, he'll make that himself. Yep. He's probably a bit bigger than what he wants to be, but he, he's still mobile enough and, again, could play at a welfare level. I think the majority mm -hmm. of boys in Athazari could. Yes. And there was for a while I was contemplating, you know, putting us, there was enough of us every week. There was like 20, 22 of us. I was mm -hmm. like, let's get a team started. Noodles yeah. was up for it. I was, because uh, I'm thinking that if I could go again, it's always going to be just one more year. Yeah. And I would love to do it. But, it just didn't quite fruition, but there was enough boys there that we could have given it a go. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If we got pasted every week, so what? It was a case of like eleven mates going to have a game of football. That's it. And that's all it's about. That's all. That's all that matters at the end of the day. If you can, if you can take away that, you you would get humped by some boys. Yeah. Because I know that I think um, there's a Forest Thistle team now or an FC Thistle, whatever. But they're all ex Highland League boys and they've just won the league like yeah, ridiculous. And you just wouldn't get you wouldn't get near them. No. And one special last mention to Bill the Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some boy in here. Was you there that time I gave him a, an extra digit? Uh, no. <laughs> we'll leave that there. <laughs> it's a story for another day, but Bill, he's the moaniest bastard I've ever met in my life. You touch him and he goes down like a sack of tarties, doesn't he? But honestly, he's good banter at the same time. Like, yeah. I get right. I would reverse how your initial opinions of me I definitely had that with Bill. Yeah, I, I struggled for years to Get just him. understand him, mm -hmm. and I think when you take that step back, he's he's actually a nice guy. Yeah, and actually, he gets a lot of stick for no reason. Yeah, 
He means the best. Oh, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. His heart's in the right place. Absolutely. 1 11. Here we go. So I'll read through it and then we'll pick it apart. So there's a few players we mentioned on here tonight already, so I'll not. Well, today, sorry, already. So have you changed it from what I, I have? So I'm going to cross yeah. that out and put these over. Okay. So you're going to go Van der Sar. Yeah. For the first and last time on this podcast, Steve Bruce. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I would just you just run run through it fast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Rio, uh, Ferdinand, Vidic, Evra, middle three of Gaza, Keane, and Kevin De Bruyne, which is unbelievable. And then a front three of I think you said Rooney. Oh. A, a, a root play Rooney left Rooney left uh, Ronaldo uh, right right, and then Van Nistelrooy Van Nistelrooy through the middle okay so I'm going to go back to Bruce yeah um, I think Dominic mentioned in a previous episode that he struggled with right backs I yep. mean you'd usually associate left backs as people probably harder players to say oh I enjoyed watching them or they deserve to be in 11 I couldn't really I nearly picked Philip Lamb actually wow yeah. But again, I don't have a massive affiliation with European football, but he went 14 months without conceding a foul. That's crazy. I didn't uh, know that. Philip Lamb didn't one single foul. I don't think he played a great deal of games that maybe he's 24 to 28 games. Yeah. In a 14 didn't concede one single foul as a right back. That's mad. Um obviously he was predominant in that Germany team for ages, but that's now less. But yeah, Steve Bruce, probably one of the most underrated centre backs. Yep. Yeah, I've got him right back, but it's because I, I think I needed to have him. He scored 19 goals in one season for you. I think it was 1990-1991 yep. as a centre-back. And he's never been capped by England. Yeah. Probably the greatest centre-back never to be capped. Yep, I agree. Uh, do you um, listen to Quickly Kevin, the podcast? No, I, I don't listen to much. I've only listened to this one. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for your support. Um, there's a 90s football podcast called Quickly Kevin. Um Unbelievable, but they're big Steve Bruce fans on that. Uh, what he did, like that, that the year that we won the Premier League for the first year, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that iconic moment where you see uh, Brian Kidd running on the pitch and jumping on his knees. Yeah. So that's yeah. just happened. We were actually 1-0 down to Sheffield Wednesday, and I think we were literally in the 90th minute, and Steve Bruce scores one header from a corner, and then two minutes later, he scores a winner. It. And that's yeah. when you see, because that basically wins us a league, because yeah. Aston Villa would have won it if he hadn't done that, and that's where you see the iconic scene. Steve Bruce, just phenomenal, yes. phenomenal player. Pallister was very close to being in there as well. Like him. Um, Gary Neville will tell you that he says that it's Pallister and Bruce are the best centre-backs at United. He played. <sighs> I think there's been four. Rio and Vidic, the other two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, <sighs> yeah. For st- years, they did it for years. Pallister and Bruce were probably five or six years, but... Rio and Vidic did it longer. Yeah, and, and they complemented each other. Yeah, Vidic gets stuck in, Ferdinand does the running about, yep. and you can't get a better pairing. Nope. But and the thing that makes probably Bruce and Pallister a bit more unique is that neither one of them were blessed with pace. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, Pallister could move when he needed to, yeah. and he was a lump. Yep. Like, but stuck in. Didn't solid. look like a football player. No, shouldn't have been probably. But then you, Steve Bruce doesn't really look like what you class as a, a great football player. No, no. Um, yeah, that that early squad of United has a lot to say for anyone's 11 mm. if you're a United fan. But to, to finish up your back four, you've got uh, Patrice Evra. Yeah, just different class. Again, his first United game, he was bought in the January window. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen that where he had this big white jacket on. Yeah. It, was, it was an awful <laughs> big four. And he, he didn't really understand. I don't think his English was very great when he came in. And... I don't think he realised he was going to... Uh, he obviously signed for United, but I don't think he realised that interview was obviously what it was going to be. He's got this, like, ridiculous over-the-school, like, white... I'll have to find it for you. 
But his first game was actually against Man City. At Eastlands, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And we lost. He had a t- he was hold off at half time. Yeah. He was that bad. He just didn't he just couldn't get to grips. I can't even remember. Did we sign him from Monaco? Yeah, yeah, because he had So obviously that. the game was completely different. Was he part of that? Champions League semi final. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but he just went through leaps and bounds. Yeah. And for what he went through with somebody I won't mention because of the team that he played for. I know how passionate you are about that incident. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. and the way he conducted himself yeah. on and off the pitch after mm-hmm. is like it, just brilliant player. And I think it was actually him that crossed the ball for Paul Scholes one of the seasons when we scored a last minute winner at the Etihad. It's one of my favourite goals ever actually as well. I'll have to look that one. I think it was Evra. Yeah. Just classic centre-back. Yeah. Probably doesn't get praise enough because Ashley Cole played a lot at the same time. But again, mm-hmm. I would, I don't think Ashley Cole, I think he was bummed up a lot. Yeah. Because he was English. Yeah. Um, he definitely had the English yeah. media behind yeah. him. Um, Evra was on par for me. Mm-hmm with Ashley Cole but he just yeah he did it quietly as well he wasn't he was passionate he, he left his business on the pitch and yeah. got on with it off you know what I mean that's it yeah. not just a phenomenal player but also just a phenomenal person and personality as I well think through, yeah, through, through COVID now, yeah. through COVID he, he'd certainly come to limelight and like his his videos and that his reels and that he's a funny guy yeah yeah. he's got and yeah he's, he's grown a lot on me mm-hmm. post football career yeah and that highlights how good he was on the pitch yeah excellent um, I think we've spoken enough about Gaza. Yeah. Um, Roy Keane and Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Chalk and cheese there, like. Well, that if you look at that midfield three, mm-hmm. they can all do one job, and the other can do their job without worrying about everyone else. Yeah, again. I agree. I agree. Gaza's your box of box. De Bruyne is the one that's gonna filter it away, and Keane will do the dirty work. Yeah. Uh, Roy, Roy Keane's just the epitome of hard what work. I've, yeah, hard work. I think hard work in any team. Like like we say, beats talent any time. Mm-hmm. And he Roy Keane was by no means a talented player. Yep. And he's very humble about what he wins or what he's won, sorry, in his career. And but he was just a hard worker. He's also fucking hilarious. He's brilliant. Him yeah. and Micah. Yeah. Just like they're, they're, yeah. again like chalk and cheese, but yeah. they complement each other, don't yeah, they? Yeah, it does. It works. It works. He's got such a dry attitude, but he's got there's a lot of stories there that you haven't heard yet. And I think he's slowly but surely like bring bringing because one I heard on the is it overlap that they do? About him and Schmeichel having a scrap. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like they'd have gone for a beer and all that, and uh, basically Peter Schmeichel obviously took offence. I think to a lot of what people said because he was the big Dane, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, they're having a scrap in a hotel room. Next morning, King gets up and totally forgot about it. I- and Schmeichel's there with glasses on. And the next day, it was them two that were picked to do um, media interviews. <laughs> and he's got sat beside Schmeichel with a black eye. It's just like. Have you heard the story of them lining up for Ireland, Jason McAteer? No. Uh, so they're lining up for Ireland, USA 94, and um, they're all in the lineup. and they're singing a national anthem, and Jason McAteer looks to the right of him, and you can see something's getting whispered in the line, and he's like, all right, this must be last-minute instructions. Just whatever I do, I just remember what I'm saying and just pass it on. So it's coming along, coming along, and it gets to him, and it's I think it's Ray Houghton, passes into his ear and he says uh f- fourth row from left viking ha- big big bird with a big blonde uh big blonde bird with the big tits <laughs> and he's like all right okay and then he turns turns around and he's got roy Keane next to him and he's like roy Keane's like looking like dead serious and he's just like yeah just keep it tight Roy. just keep it tight and just <laughs> carries on looking on in front of him it's quality it's uh, that time when uh, robbie Keane just his missus just had a baby in it 
And they were asking him I, the media. It's like, so is Robbie Keane going to be playing then? Because his wife's just had a baby as well. She's had the baby, not him. I, I she's going to be playing. It's just like so straight lace in it. Don't uh, care. Kevin De Bruyne. Quality. I, mm-hmm. Just, he, he can do everything, actually. He yeah. can defend deep. He can sit in the middle. Just, again, probably a player that doesn't look like he should be as good as he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a few years back, I think he scored a hat-trick at Wolves. And that, that night, he was just everything. Yep. Absolutely heaven. But the word, I think the best assist I've ever seen in my life was at home against Stoke. And he passes it. And it must be about six Stoke. It just takes him all at the game. With yeah. one pass. And whoever, I think it's Jesus at the time, goes on and scores. Just... Unbelievable. I, I I can't find words to describe him if that makes sense because yep. I think he's that good. Yep. And you just City are missing him. Yeah, I agree. Haaland's missing him. Yeah. Like he's the, the key. He's the key. You keep him fit, you win the league. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, enough said, mate. Okay, your front three, Van Nistelrooy, Rooney and Ronaldo. How good are them three would have been together if you'd managed? Well, I, I, get, I, went, I messaged yesterday saying, oh, I want to change it up slightly and bring in Van Nistelrooy. And it's purely his name had started popping up the last couple of days, and I didn't realize how good a record he's actually got in the Champions League. Yeah, oh, it's I huge. think it's fifty six goals in like seventy one games. His mm-hmm. his strike rate is actually the same as Ronaldo's. Yeah, and he was playing back in an era where defenders were Better. defenders. Yeah, or certainly st- stronger because football is obviously more like an, an athlete's game these days. Mm-hmm. Whereas back when Vinicius was still playing, it was like defenders were solid. Yeah, oh, Vinicius was he was good. Yep. Doing um, 95 goals for United and about 150 appearances for that time is Speaks phenomenal as well and he could have had more but he had the, the typical player falls out you know Ferguson mm-hmm. once your time's up your time's up because he got dropped for the Carlin Cup final I think it was and he wasn't happy and he left that was it yep. but I get what he did and he, he got to us a year late because he'd come to us the summer before and he'd done his knee and yep. I think while he was doing I've his medical video of that and I think while he was doing his medical and uh, 20 million euros uh, yeah, 20 million, 20 million pounds. Obviously back then was a lot of money, but in comparison, I'd hate to think it would be worth now. Yeah. Like he was just great. And that goal against Fulham. Yeah. Shrugs the boy off. That goal probably wouldn't stand today with VAR. Because mm. he, he just, just, just shuffles shrugs him off. Yeah. And he just dribbles. He had everything. Rude had everything. Mm-hmm. And he was solid actually. Yeah. He could, he would get stuck in. Yeah. I think a lot of boys that when they talk about Rude just was for a striker, he didn't mind getting doing the dirty work, mm-hmm. which is you don't often hear with centre forwards. They want it on a plate. Yeah, but he would work like Larson used to work. Mm-hmm. And from what I'm hearing and what I've read, he used to just spend all day every day just shooting balls at goals. It's well the same that Beckham did. That's why he became so good. Yep. You just you practice what you're good at, and mm-hmm. it's muscle memory eventually. You know yep. what I mean, like darts players are great because they do that eight hours a day. Yeah. And you just you, you end off. up doing it without thinking. It's going to pay off. Um. We could talk to a little bit about Ronaldo. So we're going to Rooney. Do you think um, the question was? Do, do you think Rooney underachieved at Man United? Did you ask well, me? Well, just in his career. Right? And do you think Rooney underachieved in his career? Did he not just? Was he not already a man before he was a man? If you know what I mean. Yeah. Like he come on the scene at, our, yeah. at um, Everton at sixteen. Yep. And I've watched his. Was it his most recent one? Or one of the one of his programs that he's had out recently. And he's like, he knew how good he was when he got into that first team. You know, Alan Stubbs, he's like, I walked to that dressing room and he's like, I know I'm the best one here. Mm-hmm. He was 16. Yep. But he was built, he was built exactly. like a 25 year old. So I don't think he necessarily underachieved. I think when you look at the size of him now, like off the pitch, like how much he must have struggled to keep weight within reason. Yep. 
uh, explosive, just everything. Uh, you never actually asked me my favourite goal, but my favourite goal is probably the one against Newcastle. Oh, oh the one yeah. that he had frustration when he's yeah. arguing uh, with the referee. Yep, he's he's eighteen. I think it's two thousand four, two thousand five. So he's eighteen, nineteen, and he's he's arguing with the ref because Shearer was at it. Basically, he was saying is like Shearer's had three fouls. He's like, if that's me, I'm getting booked. And you still see him like looking at the ref mm-hmm. as the ball's been punted forward, and you just see him explosively running beside the ref. And next thing you know, bang, he's just just. And that just epitomised him around that that 2004 to 2006 when he's at Euros. If he'd stayed fit, mm-hmm. we would have won the Euros. Uh, he was just, ah, he was just brilliant. And I've heard recently him saying that going into every World Cup, going into every Euros, he felt like if he didn't play well, England would go I out. think there was a lot of pressure on him because he said himself he never actually wanted to be a striker. He yeah. wanted to provide the goals. Yeah. Yeah, it, some of the seasons he was scoring over 25 goals a season for us. Um do you remember he went on a little run of scoring like nine or ten headed goals in a row? Yeah, um, brilliant, yeah. And it was recently, like before that, he'd been criticised for not using his head enough. And right, so he, he, he made it, he makes it, that's what he was yeah. like, he would make a statement. Yeah. So, and I put him on the left because one of the best games he ever had, I think it was the first leg before we won 7-1 against mm-hmm. Roma. We went to Roma and won 2-0. And he was, at that time, Ferguson was deploying him as a left winger to cover either who they were playing against or just to give like Ronaldo because Ronaldo was through the through the middle. Yeah. So to give him a bit more leeway, Farg- Rooney would sacrifice himself all day long. Yeah. He's one of the few players you could probably put in any position in a team, even in the goals. Yeah. And he'll give you the utmost and he'll probably outperform ninety percent of players yeah. in, in that league at that time. I agree. He's that determined and he was yes, again another he's a little bit of a maverick because he had his issues off the pitch. Mm-hmm. But on the pitch just Different class. Did he underachieve? Could he have won more with England? Probably. Yeah. Um. Like there was a crop of that that era, like when Ericsson, you mentioned that before. Those teams that we had there, we should have been winning stuff, and he was part of that. But he's United's all-time top goal scorer. Yeah. For a while, he was England's all top goal scorer. Um. Changed his position as he got older as well. He didn't just stay up top mm-hmm. like that. Last few years at United, he was playing more of a box to box centre midfielder, dropping back. Um. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't. Can't praise enough one of United's greatest yeah. ever signings. No, I uh, agree with everything you say, mate. As, as I say, special talent for at the time but he yeah, was the big thing. But a lot of pressure. He yeah. def- he's probably had the most pressure of any England player I've ever been, like probably more than Gaza, mm-hmm. because he was the first on the scene for so long after Gaza. It was, yeah. For a while it was back to back, like you had Hoddle, then Gaza, mm-hmm. then there wasn't anybody, then Rooney was about five or six years later. So they didn't yeah. have like a, a golden boy for like Michael Owen. Didn't quite, he had that moment, but mm-hmm. nothing materialised. And then he'd come on the scene and just, well, that goal against Arsenal says it all, age of 16. Yeah. yeah. Debut against Fenerbahce, I always say Galatasaray. Fenerbahce scores a hat trick, Champions League. Oh, yes, aye. Nut, nutcase, brilliant. Magic. Magic going for a drink with him. <laughs> Where would you end up? Oh, some places. Some <laughs> places. Hostel in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> some newspaper. Yeah, some escort <laughs> in your room. Um, with friends. Okay. Um, Th- th- corporate stuff I'm going yeah. to just say thank you to everyone who has watched listened reviewed so far keep it up more five star reviews please and once we get to 20 we'll be doing a giveaway might even be about at 20 by this point quite possibly um, episode 7 I've got a big guest coming on <laughs> I'm not going to mention who but um, 
it's my first professional football player. This is where we've been trying to go with this podcast and really looking forward to it. Okay, JP, final question. One penalty to save your life. Who takes the penalty? Uh, I'll say it quick because I've already searched this. Matt Letizia. Whoa, no just had two in a row. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Ian. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate he missed one. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. 46 out of 47, he was saying. 40 out of 49. 48 out of 49, sorry. I love that, yeah. Um, I knew it was always great. I didn't realise it was that good. Um, that's There's, unbelievable. And it was all Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 see, he could have been in my 11, actually. Mm-hmm. It was close. Special player. One man, one man club should have probably moved. Mm-hmm. But was a bit scared, I think. Yeah, of moving up. It was United Ferguson, whatever. And he's adored. Yeah, he's a, because of it. He's he's fate. He's is a jersey. jersey. So being on the yeah. south coast is fine for his family, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what it comes down to. People forget that side of things. And people think that he was a bit of a maverick and a bit of a different footballer because he was from Jersey and he didn't play. Yeah, yeah with yeah. like everyone else growing up, he had to go through a different system almost. Probably the best two foot player I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I'll throw Lubo Moravchik into there. <laughs> yeah, he was good. Yeah, Southampton, wasn't he, before? Uh, or after? West, he, he, West Ham, wasn't he? Villa, I think it was. I don't know. I'd have yeah. to look that up. <laughs> okay, thank yeah, you very much for coming on, JP. I really appreciate your time, mate. Yeah, and, thanks um, for having me. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, no bother. That was us wrapping round. <laughs>